Hey, this is Dante, and you are now tuned into the Smoking Profit Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. The Smoking Profit is a life advice brand that's designed to resource you spiritually, creatively, and socially with inspiration that is actionable. Lola and I give you the tools to help you transform your life. Today's episode is really special to me, and I think it'll be special to you as well, because it's something that I feel everyone can relate to. Now, here's what I mean. We've all had these moments where we needed answers that people just couldn't give to us. In those moments, we would cry out to God without even realizing, like, God, Please, please give me these answers. And it's those moments that we need answers that are out of this world. And we listen intently for a response. Sometimes we hear a word and it brings us comfort. And other times we don't hear anything at all. Now that is not because God isn't communicating with us. But maybe, maybe he's communicating beyond what we hear and we just missed it. So in this message, sensing God, communicating with God through all your senses, you will learn how God desires to communicate with all of creation so that you can become more aware of his presence in your daily life. So listen and enjoy. My name is Philip Watson. Got the Philip M on there so y'all could, it could be a distinction. I love Jesus. I'm a member of Crusaders Church. I serve, I like ministering to God. I love Jesus, just period. So whatever Jesus looks like, that's how I flow. Y'all can follow me on my Facebook page, Philip M. Watson, IG, Philip M. Watson, YouTube. I got a thing about to, about to pop off, started Monday, called Rhyming Scriptures Ain't Corny, where I'm just going to throw on a beat and we going in with the bars. It's just beats and bars, straight up. So at Philip Watson, on YouTube. Fill it with one L, everybody. Awesome. Perfect. Right. You want to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. Okay. Yeah, because you got a whole you steer this boat. You going to steer this boat today? You want me to steer this boat? Nah, I can't. <laughs> All right, so I'm Dante Baller. You can follow me on Facebook, and you can follow me on Instagram at that DC kid. I love God. I love this journey that I've been taking. I'm so thankful that he gave me the ability to have this amazing woman to my right, be my wife, and help me with this journey and guide me. Uh, but what I also like to focus on is how can I help other people? So we're trying to work on people's business plans and see what we can do to elevate them in the current businesses that they have. So that's something really big for me that I want to see if I can impart to other people. But yeah. Ooh, is, and yes. also he has a strong passion to help people get out of debt. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm just being honest. Like, oh my gosh. So this is random. But I was testing something with Dante. So Philip, when when you get married, you go test things on your spouse, just so you know. <laughs> like your Amen. spouse. Your Praise spouse Jesus. Is the person you like test. So I was testing something with him. I was testing like a quiz with him. And I asked him a question. I'm like, boom. And he gave me an answer. And then we just kept on, I kept on asking more and more questions that basically just close in on this circle of what I was wanting to figure out. And what came from that is that Dante has a passion to help people get out of debt. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And student loan debt. And he was one that I always admired, like when I met him, because he left high school, went away, and never came back home. <laughs> I didn't do that. I don't like the way you put it like that. <laughs> he never came That's back. Dope. Like he's he's been taking care of himself, and his school debt ain't all of this monumental stuff yes. that 
some people are dealing with. He was able to get scholarships. He found money. So he has a yeah. big passion for that. So I just had to shout you out on that. And he's also very big on policy, government, issues like that too. Like when he starts talking about that kind of stuff, he talks and he does not shut up. Just so you know. Wow. But, like yeah. but, he knows, okay. yeah. but he knows how to break it down very simple. So I had to shout you out, babe. Thank you. Oh, one other thing. I just saw my mom come on and say, hey, mom. Hey! We love her. Yes. She said <laughs> she was going to tune in, so I had to make sure. Yeah, thank you for saying hey to your mom. I didn't even see her come in. And I'm Lola, so I created the smokingprofit.com. God just gave me a vision to really, really post my conversations with him mm -hmm. in a blog form and to share them with the world. And that's what I started doing. And then God is just kind of like opening it up. So we cover the subjects of spirituality because I be believe that God wants to talk to everybody. And I just really help make that practical for people, all kinds of people, believers and non-believers. And then we deal with creativity because we all have the power to create. There are some people that are creatives. They ha just have the inclination even more, but everybody can do it. Okay. I was thinking about a scripture and I don't want to talk about that. So I'm okay. going to push that scripture down. And then the last thing that we talk about, we talk about just social things and culture. So culture social issues are really really important even small things like social skills we help with that so if you're trying to be a resource in those areas and definitely go to the smokingprofit.com i want to make one other announcement this is going to be on the smoking profit podcast so if you all haven't subscribed to the podcast then subscribe on itunes or apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud spotify Stitcher, and tune in and the podcast is free all right do you want to introduce the topic yeah <laughs> You want me to? Or you want to? Yeah, you, whoever. Go ahead. Go ahead, Big Barlow. <laughs> all right. All right. He said Big Barlow. Okay. All right. So um, the name of the topic is Sensing God. Um, and it's how do we connect through God through all of our senses? So mm -hmm. I was actually thinking about this as me and Lola were talking about it. And it kind of reminded me of how I um, began communicating with God. And give you like a, a little brief backstory. I grew up in the church. My mom got saved when I was around five years old. So from five to whew, high school it was every day straight to understand that god is our our creator he's he's that guy so i was immersed in that type of culture and upbringing and i loved it because i was um i got blessed with learning how to speak in tongues when i was young i had this amazing godfather who was very spiritual, who came in and kind of just put me under his wing so he blessed me tremendously and just learning how to love the father learning how to listen to him. So I would listen audibly to God, like God would talk to me and I would just be listening and laughing, just like having this amazing conversation with God. And I would yeah. be so happy and I sing like to the top of my lungs about you know, the amazing things that he was doing, what I can hear. And it was also my upbringing with my mom, which I gotta thank you since you're online. Uh, I gotta thank you because you allowed me to connect with God because you also have a true love for God. So that was my upbringing. And then that changed as I got a little older. I had new distractions. You know, you get you get teenage and you start to realize like, oh, wait, wait, what was I doing? <laughs> so I stopped hearing him talk to me audibly. And I took that, that break from, from church, from service and things like that. And as I came back, God started talking to me a different way or start, started communicating with me differently because now I hear him in my heart. So it's not that I hear him audibly anymore, but I hear him and the decisions I make. I hear him say, wait, you know you're wrong for that. You better go apologize to Lola because you're wrong for that. 
you need that. And God works on my heart regularly. So that's one yeah. of the purposes of this conversation is how is God communicating? That was a beautiful opening, by Thank the way. You. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He makes me blush. Ooh. <laughs> better stop. I'm getting a little hot over here. Go ahead, though, Philip. You look like you want to say something. I see you over there moving. You ready to I'm, jump man, I'm just geeked up. I'm geeked up. You know what I mean? I'm geeked up. You know how I do, man. So I want to say this, you know, as we start this off about how our senses, uh, our spiritual senses, I want to set the tone for everybody. We set the tone with the word of God. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we set the tone with the word is because there's nothing more stable than the word of God. Mm -hmm. And when we get into this particular area, you know, a lot of times people can feel like they look crazy, they look insane or something like that. But we know that the truth of all truths is the word of God. And so we know that the word of God backs these things up. Now, when we're outside of the word and we're just flowing on just whatever, you know what I mean? This is what kind of throws us off. This is the mm -hmm. best way I could say it. For those of you all that watch the X-Men movies, the, the mutants, right? You sit yeah. there and you look at the mutants. They got to come to Professor X in order to learn how to use their ability. Before they become to Professor X, they got these powers and they just going crazy. They don't know how to control them. They don't know what's going on. They, they misusing them. You know, they, they depressed. You know what I'm saying? They in a hole somewhere. People looking at them crazy. But when they come to Professor X, Professor X begins to train them and school them. First of all, letting them know, hey, your gift is appreciated. Yes, you have these things. Let me harness these. Let me, let me show you how to harness them and use them to where you could be the most effective person. And so I have a couple of scriptures. One of them is a very popular one as it relates with spiritual senses. And that's Hebrews chapter five, verse 14. It's a very powerful verse because this verse says that it says, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So it talks about how when we use our senses, right? It says, first of all, it talks about people that are mature in God. And it says, because of use, they're able to distinguish between good and evil. So what does that show? It shows, first of all, that our senses can be used to detect good, but also to detect evil. And that word exercise is also actually a word. The spelling is G-Y-M-N-A-Z-O. It's pronounced gumnazo, but it's where you get the word gym from, actually. And so check this out. It means two, it's two meanings for it. One of them means to exercise or train. So in other words, these senses that we have, we're supposed to train them. How do you train them? You train them by using them. I'll get into the use in a, in a second. But another meaning for it means to practice naked in the games. Wow. Okay? That's the definition. It means to practice naked in the games. And so you wow. think about how does that relate to our spiritual senses? When you do something, you can either do something in the open or you can kind of do something hidden behind closed doors. And it's like this, when we don't acknowledge our spiritual senses, when we don't move on our spiritual senses, we're not practicing naked. We're, we're sitting there, we're covering them up. It was never God's desire for us to cover up our spiritual senses. Now, I want to throw this out there to the people out there and say this to encourage you. God says in Mark chapter four, 
verses 23 and 24. It's a very powerful verse. It says, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. But verse 24 says, and he said to them, take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. But listen to this last part. It says, and unto you that hear shall more be given. I'm gonna say that again. Unto you that hear, more shall be given. In other words, he was saying, guess what? Every single time that you hear these things that are being released to you, I will give you more. And so I remember that the way the Lord began to take me into like this particular realm is the moment that I began to move or recognize my spiritual sense and began to move from these certain things. Maybe I might get a message from something. Maybe something might jump out you know what I'm saying? On a page to me. And I might sit there and be like, you know what? Let me move with that thing in faith that that's God speaking to me. What began to happen was it began to open up more and more experiences and more and more encounters. And I want to say this last thing right here from Psalms chapter 115. And I was telling Lola about this earlier. It's a chapter that's talking about idols. David begins in verse four, actually, to talk about idols. And he says, their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. He says, they have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. But here it is. So it's breaking down how you got these idols. Yeah, they got mouths, but they don't speak. They got eyes they can't see. They got hands, but they really can't feel nothing. Next verse is very key. In verse 8, he says, They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. So God basically says that now in this passage that guess what? When you have an idol or you worship an idol, yeah. you, your senses can literally become like their senses, mm. meaning they have eyes, but they can't see. And so think about it. He's not saying that we're naturally blind. Mm. He says they, they have a mouth, but they can't speak. He's not saying that we're not, we naturally are mute. He's saying that every single one that has these idols. So why am I bringing this up? Because this shows that there's another realm as it relates to our senses. In other words, we can have eyes and see, but really not see. We can have a mouth and speak, but really not speak. We can have a nose. He talked about the nose that smells. You can smell food and all this other stuff, but you can't really smell what God is highlighting to you. Okay. And yeah. that's the thing. And so uh, spiritual senses are not only real, the Lord has blessed us with these senses, but one of the ways that, um, uh, and I'm pretty sure there are a lot of you all on here, you all probably have things that go on where it's like, you know, I don't know where it is, what it is, but I smell things. I remember the first time I smelled something. Now, I know some people that kind of move in that anointing a lot stronger than me. Some people like this thing they've had all their life. Me, I didn't even notice the whole smell thing till I started doing deliverance. And then I'll never forget, I started noticing whenever I would minister to people who are struggling with homosexuality, even before they said something, I would start to smell this certain smell. Seriously, I would start to smell it. And I remember it freaked me out like the first couple of times. I'm sitting here, you know how when you smell a smell, 
and you got somebody in front of you, you know, we didn't develop them tactics of how to like play it off when we smell ourselves, but the other person can't see you. <laughs> so, you know, I'm up here trying to minister to the cat, you know what I mean? The whole time, you don't know, got my head on the, you know, so he got his head down. I'm, I'm checking over, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, like what that smell. Then I don't see it coming. Then you don't see it coming for your underarm, so you kind of like, you know, you trying to do a quick sniff check around, like what's going on? You know what I mean? Gotta dip a little bit, make the smell come up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting there like, man, what's going on? But then I started noticing that like, yo, every single time that a person was struggling in that area, the moment I began to notice that, y'all, I'm gonna tell you, what ended up happening was, even when people would come up to the altar, now I can automatically smell and know what they was on. So if they didn't tell, if they didn't tell me or just come out, you know, sometimes you have people that come up to the altar and they don't say everything. They just come up. All right. I just need prayer and deliverance. And then you be like, all right, what you need prayer and deliverance for? Just whatever the Lord gives you, just however the Lord leads you. You know what I'm saying? Like that. They don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Be like, come on, man. There's times somebody's come up and just be like, yo, I just need deliverance from lust. Mm -hmm. And then I start smelling that smell. Yes. I start smelling that smell and immediately know what it is. But the reason I'm bringing that example up for you all is to let you know the moment that I acknowledged it, the moment that I sat there and said, okay, God, what is to this? Yeah. Like, help me out. The moment I began to embrace it and say, you know what? The next time I smell it, I'm just going to move in faith on that particular thing. As I moved in faith from that thing, Mark chapter 4, verse 24 became a reality. Unto you that hear, more shall be given. And so now it's showing me how to exercise my senses because you exercise by reason of use, like it said in Hebrews 5.14. So I just wanted to like set the tone with that because it's probably about to be some way out stuff. We're about to talk about. I know I got some other things that I kind of want to say, but I kind of want to open up the floor because I know Lola and Dante got some stuff to share as well. <laughs> Listen, Holy Spirit got everything to say, but I'm glad you started there. I'm glad you laid that foundation because mm -hmm. I think that things that are foreign to us as people, we automatically kind of push away. Yeah. But we have to be willing to explore with God, not yeah. just explore on our own, we have to be willing to explore with God because the Holy Spirit is a teacher. Mm. One of his jobs is to show us what's right and wrong. It says that in John chapter 16, he's come into the world to teach us really what is right and wrong. If we get in trouble, he's gonna let us know. If we're going the right way, he's also gonna pat us on the back and let yeah. us know too. So I'm glad you just opened there with all of the scriptural foundation that it is possible to sense God in many different ways besides just hearing his audible voice. Something that I just want to share, like my heart to even talk about this subject, sensing God, is for people that struggle to hear God audibly. And because they struggle to hear God, they automatically shut down the whole hope of communication with him. Mm -hmm. They're just looking for him in one way. But right. God can speak to us in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Just like right. Philip is talking about how he smelled stuff before, how God has opened up his senses there. And other people are commenting that they've smelled stuff like, first of all, if you're on here and you think that communication is only audible, communication is not audible. Mm -hmm. People yeah. give nonverbal cues to you all day long. <laughs> yeah. 
if somebody don't want to be in a relationship with you and they don't answer that phone, they ain't communicating, <laughs> but that nonverbal cue is telling you <laughs> communication, is it not? Ain't it speaking? Yeah. It is. It's yeah. And God speaks to us, I found, as uniquely as he's created us. Like, I like words. God knows that I like words. Sometimes God will get my attention by giving me one word. I will feel one word in my heart. He gets my attention with that one word, and then it's kind of like an invitation to talk to him. Mm -hmm. And then we go communicating, and he gives me what he wants to give me. But him communicating with me through words shows me that he knows how he made me. Now, he's not going to speak to me in a way that I'm not going to understand or that I'm not going to hear. He's not going to communicate with me in a way that is foreign to me. You know, he's going to communicate with me in a way that I can understand because he knows how he's made me. I want to share like a quiz that I did on Instagram and just let you guys know some of their responses. But the first question was, do you hear God's voice out loud? The next question was, do you see God speaking through nature? It says, mm. do you see God speaking through nature? We know that God speaks through creation. Yeah. The scripture teaches us in Romans 1 that he's made his invisible qualities visible mm. through creation, through nature. So some people said, yeah, they had heard God speak to them through nature. Another question that I asked was, do you hear God's voice in your heart? Often God is speaking to us in our hearts, mm -hmm. not necessarily a voice that you hear in your ears. Another question that I asked was, do you see God's voice in writing, like news headlines, emails, social media yeah. posts? Has anybody yeah. ever seen God speak through like an email? Because that happens to me quite frequently. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it'll grab your attention and then it gives you that invitation to talk to God and to get revelation from him. So here's yeah. another one. Does God communicate with you and your dreams? In the Bible, God talked to people that believed in him and did not believe in him in mm -hmm. his dreams. Abraham, when Abraham lied and said that Sarah was his sister, mm. he gave the king a dream. The king ain't know about Abraham's God. He gave the king a dream. Like, wait a minute, you touching on something you ain't supposed to. Pontius Pilate's wife had a dream about Jesus. Yep. She wasn't no believer. We know that Joseph was able to interpret dreams. We know that Daniel was a dreamer. We know that Joseph was a dreamer. So in the Bible, God talked to people that believed in Jesus and didn't believe. So yeah. another question that I asked was like, this was so cool. Has God ever gotten your attention with a smell? And you just talked to that. <laughs> And then, do you feel God has touched you before? I had a friend that told me when she felt the, the urge to prophesy, yeah. that it felt like a blanket would just cover yeah. her. Mm. A blanket yeah. would cover her. And I know sometimes I feel this tingling that just begins to like hit my body when I feel the Holy Spirit on me very strongly. And then I got one here. Do you hear God through music and song lyrics? There was not a person that did not relate to the things that I wrote. And then God speaks in so many more ways than that. He does it mm -hmm. through art too. But somebody's bubbling up, so go, go, go. <laughs> All right, well, the only thing that came to me at this time is not only does God speak to you different ways, but if you're not receiving it in one way, he'll come to you with another way. Like when right. I started, I can only hear him audibly. Later on, as I evolved, I couldn't hear him audibly anymore, but he said, no, I still want to talk to you. I want to make sure that you understand that I'm still here for you. So now I'm coming yeah. to you by your heart. Mm -hmm. And I'm giving you these things. So you're, you're not, you might not be able to hear me anymore, but we're still going to build those senses, like Philip was saying. 
but I'm talking to you from your heart now. So I'll come to you the way you need me to come to you because I want you to have this. That's what yeah. I got real quick. Yeah, that was good, babe. So Hebrews 12, verse 9, it says that God is the father of spirits. That's actually one of his titles. He's the father of spirits, plural. And we also understand that the essence of his spirit is the person of the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, when it comes to anything that's spiritual, the Holy Spirit is the governor over those things, right? Those things don't supersede the Holy Woo! Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the governor over all things that are spirit. And so when you and I begin to come in Christ, you know, the Bible says the gifts of God cometh without repentance. So when you were in the world, you might have noticed like, you know, just certain things. I don't know what it was, but I could always smell things. I don't know what it was, but my, my hands would tingle when certain things would happen. Different things like that. But because you weren't seeing it through the lens of Jesus, it was still just a little distorted or a little off. Right. But when we come into Christ, now we have the person of the Holy Spirit. Right. And he begins to heighten our spiritual sense because he begins to sanctify it, removing all the darkness off of our thing. But it is very important that we begin to embrace those particular senses. I'm going to give you two things that we begin to embrace them and step out in them and move in them, because as we do, more will be given unto us. I remember when God started speaking to me in different ways outside of the way that I was used to him speaking to me. Before, when I first got saved, the way that God was ministering to me, I would hear the audible voice, like I would hear the voice of God. After a certain time, as you begin to mature, you begin to grow, God begins to speak in these other ways. He begins to highlight, he wants to mature your senses. Yes. And so the danger, the danger in relying on the one way that God speaks to you, the danger in that is there's a scripture that talks about the heart is deceitfully wicked. Mm -hmm. And so what can end up happening is because you're so used to hearing that, totally shut off communication and the other ways that God <clears throat> wants to speak. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, if God is not speaking to you through that particular thing, you feel like God is not speaking. So then God can be talking to you through a dream. You know, it talks about in Job, how God speaks to a man in dream. But you sitting there and just say, you know what? Nah, because I didn't hear it this certain way that God talks to me. What can end up happening is because you ignore God, you're opening yourself up to be deceived. So now your heart is deceiving you. Your heart is giving you something right there. And you're going to listen to it. Why? Because you're like, this is the way God speaks to me. This is the way. And before you know it, you walked in deception. Mm -hmm. And I want to give you a, a scriptural principle on that. And like I said, I learned this with me. And so Song of Solomon's chapter three, I'll just paraphrase this in chapter two and chapter three. Here it is. You had this woman. She's talking about her love and all of these different things. And she can't wait for her love to come. And then the love finally comes. He comes to her house and they spend the night there. They mm -hmm. spend the night and everything. But then she wakes up and she looks and her love is left. Mm. And she's like, where is he at? This love that I've been waiting for, that I've been waiting to encounter, that I know greatly loves me. He's left now. What does she do? She has two choices. She could sit there and lament 
or she can get up and go looking for him. Mm -hmm. And so what she begins to do is she begins oh. to get up and go through the city mm -hmm. looking for them. And remember, this Song of Solomon's is a picture of Jesus. It's a prophetic picture of Jesus and his bride. It shows the way of how Jesus feels about his bride. And so it shows that Jesus will be there with his bride, but then he can get up and move. And when he gets up and move, the bride must come after him. So again, coming back to our senses, hallelujah, our senses exercised right to discern both good and evil and as you begin to start moving in that realm with that particular sense that you have and you might say well how do i know how to move on it start moving in faith in other words recognizing it when it happens going back to my smell example the moment that i began to say you know what i'm just going to start hitting this thing praying against this the moment i start smelling it that's when all of a sudden stuff started opening up but not just that started opening up to me i started noticing that other parts of my senses started opening up then i started getting into when things jump out jump off the screen i'll give you all an example in november of 2016 i left my job and people know the way that i even got my job was god so i was not leaving unless god told me to leave i don't care if everybody at my job would have left, I would have been the only person there. My boss could have left. I would have still been standing there. I'm trying to tell you, okay? That's what it was. And I remember right around the end of August, this is real talk, right around the end of August, I just happened to glance over at my phone. And the moment I glanced over at my phone, Sophia Ruffin's Periscope came up on my screen. It said how to know when it's time to leave your job. Now, I had no, I had, when I tell you I had 0% ambition to leave my job. I'm talking about I hadn't even marinated it on the back of my mind. Like, you know, one day I'm going to bounce. I thought I was going to just be there. Like, I was going to be there. I was going to retire there. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's what I thought. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And so I remember the thing flashed across the screen. And I remember when it flashed across the screen, it wasn't just like the regular Periscope titles that flashed across my screen. That thing jumped out to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and a lot of you all know when something jumps out to you. So I want to show you my error, okay? So when it jumped out to me, I ignored it. I ignored it. I looked at it. It made me stop like... Man, it was just something to that. Nah. So then what ends up happening? <laughs> i give you all the short version. But long story short, y'all, I ended up not getting paid oh, wow. from that day until when I left my job. <laughs> the first week of November. Woo. You said August, right? From August till November. See, and this is how we know that you are a straight up Jesus lover, because regular so, people aren't doing that. <laughs> because see, but you know, you but you got to know that you know you know my testimony though. You know what I'm saying? Like I I left everything, like I left my people back in LA or whatever mm -hmm. from the word of the Lord, saying, mm -hmm. "Yo, you gonna be working here." So I'm like, there's no way I'm leaving, you know. And God had did all of this stuff with me or whatever. So I'm like, I'm not gonna leave unless God tells me. Yeah. But see. I wasn't used to 
acknowledging certain things jumping out to me mm -hmm. like a periscope title on the screen because I'm figuring like I didn't hear it in my usual way so therefore I dismissed it now I've really tuned in I'm talking about the moment stuff jumps out to me like I really try to jump on it. I do a better job, you know yeah. what I'm saying, at at doing that thing. And one of the ways that God will season you in this thing, for those of you all that want to wonder how do you grow in this particular thing or whatever, it's through the word of God. When you're reading the word of God, you have to remember that Jesus says that my word is spirit and it is life. That's what he says in John 6, verse 63. His word is spirit and it is life. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Yeah. So that means when we're reading the word of God, we're not just reading words. We're also reading spirit. The actual essence of spirit is inside of the word of God. So as we're taking in the word, there's a spirit to spirit exchange that is happening. That's why it's so important that you read the word of God, that you spend time with the word, because the word's job is to equip us and to train us. Well, guess what? Equipping us just isn't equipping you so you can go and be a pastor or do this for the nations or God has called me to be a great music star, a fashion designer. Equipping and furnishing, that's a scripture where it talks about being furnished, right, in every good work. He equips and furnishes your spiritual senses. He furnishes all of these things and matures all of these things. So now when things are jumping out to me, not only do I embrace it and become aware of it, but what ends up happening is it's actually helped me a lot when I've ministered, like it changed the way that I prophesy, like mm -hmm. I've given straight up in-depth words of knowledge. It changed my dream, like, like it's changed everything simply because I acknowledged that particular thing and moved in faith with it. So I just want to encourage the people that are even coming on now. Maybe you feel like it's like, man, for some reason, when certain things happen, my hands start tingling. So now it's time for you to start stepping or moving on that particular thing. In other words, when you notice that that particular thing happens, begin to put an action to it. OK, you might say, hey, I don't know what action to put to it. Let's make it real simple. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the one who's highlighting the thing to you in the first place. Ask him at that moment. After I saw the title, it jumped out to me, just to give you the short version, I ignored it. And like I said, I ended up not getting paid until I left my job. And mm. this is the crazy thing about it. Yeah. I got to a certain point, maybe about a month or a month and a half in, and I was like, all right, you know what? This is kind of going to be my last year here. So mm. I didn't plan out how my whole last year is going to be. So yeah. maybe I'm going to do it like this and do it like that, right? And then I remember... I went to a conference. I had to minister at the hub conference. And I told God, I said, God, you know the situation of what's going on. I'm not moving unless I hear you. I just need to just hear your voice about just whatever's going on. Because now I'm at a point where I'm not trusting what I'm hearing. I need y'all to make the connection. Now I'm not trusting what I'm hearing. But yeah. guess why though? Because I didn't acknowledge him in the first place. That threw off my whole hearing pattern mm -hmm. and it ushered me into a realm of confusion. Now it opens the door for the enemy to speak to me. What ended up happening is when I went to this conference, somebody released a prophetic word to me that was like word for word. I mean, it was like they was all in my Kool-Aid talking about the job, talking about the well, handling all of that stuff and said, God said 
that he wants to put something in your hands, but he can't do it until you let go of that situation. And I was like, wow. And so guess what? I didn't waste no time after that. Now check this out. This is what's crazy. The day I came to tell my boss I was leaving, it was seven years to the date when I started. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it was tripped out. But the point of the matter, what I learned from that is in my hard headedness, I learned for one, when things start to jump out to you, like somebody, um, I see Erica, she put up, how would you instruct people to utilize their senses without connecting it with superstition, like a hand itching and ears ringing. You connect it to the word of God. Mm. That's, that's what you do. You connect it to the word. See, if we do anything outside the word, that's what makes it witchcraft. When you have people that just say, you know what, my thing is just always right. My, my little gut or my instinct, you know, it's just always right. Look, it's, it's psychics that sit there and will say stuff and you be like, man, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of accurate. But what makes it a lie is two things. One, because they didn't get it from the source of truth. Mm. And so since they didn't get it from the source of truth and it's illegal, that means the enemy doesn't speak truth because Jesus said there's no truth in him. Mm. So he doesn't speak truth. What he was speaking of facts, it's a difference. Yeah. You know, for instance, Satan accuses us all the time. He accuses us with what? With facts. Yeah. But it's not the truth. Because if you accept those facts as your identity, now you're believing a lie. So right. he speaks to all of those facts. This person did this. This person did that. This person did this. This person did that. But Jesus be like, guess what? The truth is they've been redeemed. Mm. The truth is, you know what I'm saying? That 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 cleansed by the washing of the water of my word. That cleansed by my blood. This is the truth. So yeah. we want to connect our senses with truth. We want to ask Holy Spirit what to do when I feel that particular sensation. I would encourage you to look up scriptures on the hands. Mm. If it's your eyes, maybe you see impressions, things that have to do with seeing. Look up scriptures on seeing. If it has to do with your smelling. Look up scriptures on smell, hearing, ears. Look up scriptures on hearing and the ears specifically. Remember, the word of God is spirit and it's life. So that means the spiritual substance that's on the inside of that word will begin to minister to that particular area because the word is alive. So the word knows what you're seeking it for. And it knows exactly what to deposit to your particular senses for you to move in that. Your senses begin to get highlighted again. You're going to begin to feel a certain ease that you didn't feel before when you begin to step into that thing. And so now what ends up happening is your faith begins to increase. And so now as your faith begins to increase, you move from being a babe into being mature. So yeah. now Hebrews 5.14 comes into play again by reason of use, right? Those that are of full age. Why? What makes them mature? He says by reason of use, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning they've exercised this thing. They've been exercising. Look, looking up scriptures on your particular senses is you exercising. I just wanted to throw that out there to you all as practical, safe ways because people are going to think that you're crazy. It is what it is. People are going to think that you're crazy. But check this out. Do you know in the book of Revelation? I mean, you have people that's unsaved that sit there and quote for revelations. OK, like like it's law. They'll, they'll use a little excerpt of this and that. Mm -hmm. But check this out. Revelations chapter four, verse two is a very powerful scripture. You know why? 
Because here John is telling you what the throne of God looks like, telling you the cherubim and seraphim he saw, talking about, you know, later on in chapter five, they, they what was going on before heaven and no one could read the scroll, no one can open the seals and he sees this stuff, then he sees that, then he sees this and all this stuff we see. But you know what he's saying in verse two? He started off in the spirit. He saw all of that stuff in the spirit. Yeah. He, all of these things happen in the spirit. So what if he would ignore what he was seeing in the spirit? You and I would not be able to even have the book of revelations. Wow. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, because he ignored what he saw in the spirit. He ignored his, his, his spiritual sense of his eyes. So I want to just let you all know that when you begin to acknowledge it, not just dismiss it, not, oh, okay, God is just telling me this thing right here. Oh, that's kind of cool. But really begin to move on that particular thing. Mm -hmm. That's when your hearing and your spiritual senses really begin to open up. Amen. Yeah, let's pray for Erica, Erica, that asked, how do I, I don't want to bring superstition into this. You know, how do we do this? So let's just pray into that, that God would just sanctify our senses. Because yes. sometimes when we've been involved and I know you, you and Anthony D. Howard, you guys follow Anthony D. Howard. Him yeah. and Philip M. Watson taught me so much stuff when it comes to just deliverance and coming out of agreement with certain things that we've done. Mm. So even as we pray for God to sanctify our senses, we have to be reminded that if it's anything that we've done that's kind of connected us or commingled us to these things that we no longer want to be involved with, then we have to come out of agreement with it. Like I remember one of my family members never talks to me about anything spiritual at all, but they text me one day after they had two dreams and was like, I've had these dreams. I'm troubled by this dream. What does it mean? And I responded back with the dream meant, and then God gave me insight on what they needed to pray for mm. and part of what they needed to pray for was that they fall out of agreement with some things that they had done because the enemy was trying to take this gift that god had put in them to be a protector and basically pollute it in the wrong way yeah. so i was like no this is what god is showing you this in this dream that you are a protector and that you're going to do what he said for you to do but you need to come out of agreement with this other stuff so that's one thing that i want to address just really quickly. And then I want to come back to someone's question too, when we get done. So do you guys mind if I know no, nobody mind? I don't even know why I'm asking. We just about to pray into this, that God would just, whatever you get, that God would just sanctify our senses. Yes. All of us. Come on. So Father, I just thank you for being the God of creation. I thank you for being the one who has given us the ability to feel emotions purely, God. I thank you for being the one who says that we are already made clean because of the words that spoke spoken to us, God. I thank you for being the one who said that you would clothe us and robe the righteousness, God. I thank you for taking away all of our own feelings, God. Yeah, 
in our guts and shows us what's right and wrong. Father, I just pray that you would just come in, God, and just sanctify our senses, God. Sanctify our eyes, Father. Yes. Sanctify and circumcise our ears. Yes. The ears of our, our, our bodies, God, and the ears of our heart, God. Um, enlighten our hearts to hear you, Father. Open up our hearts to understand you, God. Sanctify our hearts to understand you, Father. Sanctify our hands to fill you. Every sense that we have within our bodies, God. Every feeling, every touch, God. Sanctify our nose to smell what you want it to smell, Father. Yes. Resta <laughs> Resta and I want to speak this word right now. Um, Hebrews chapter five. Um, verse 11 to 12, it says, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. And then the last part of, of verse 12, uh, uh, where I just had it. Um, no, I'm sorry, verse 13. It says, for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. And so, Father, I pray right now um, that you would make each and every single person on this broadcast skillful in the word of righteousness. Yes. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for the word of righteousness to begin to come and penetrate our hearts. Lord, even as uh, the prayer started off about our hearts being opened up, Lord, I pray for your word. You say your word is truth. Sanctify us with your truth. I decree John chapter 17, where you said, Lord, you sanctify us with your word because your word is truth. And so I pray right now for the truth of your word to go to our eyes, Lord God, go to our sight, go, go into our smell. Lord God, go into our, our, our mouth, go into our ears. Lord God, go into our, our hands, our touch gates. Lord, every single gate Thank of our Father. senses, we send your word. Lord God, because you said you send your word. Yes. Lord God, that it healed them yes. and 
delivered them from their destructions. And so we send your word to every single one of gate, every single gate of our senses now, Father. And we say, let the word of righteousness begin to sanctify our sense gates in the name of Jesus. Father, even as our sense gates are being sanctified by your word, Father, I pray for maturation to begin to take place. Father, I pray I invoke the name of Jesus in this broadcast. And Lord, we say your name that is above every name. Hallelujah. Lord God, that it was set to flight. Every single thing, Lord, that has dulled our spiritual senses in the name of Jesus. And so I rebuke every single spirit of fear, of doubt, of unbelief in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I rebuke every single spirit, Lord, that causes us to want to perform for man. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, I cancel every single word curse, either that we spoke or that we entertained in our minds from others, saying that we're crazy for doing that in the name of Jesus. Lord, any word connected with that. Father, begin to uproot those things from the depths of our soul as our hearts are open now. For whatever you did not plant, you open up. And so I say, sanctify us with your truth, for your word is truth. We decree right now, Lord God, that your word are going deep into the recesses of our senses in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for new exercising taking place in our senses. Lord, I pray from this day forward, you will begin, Lord God, to activate our spiritual senses. Lord, that you will begin to open the door for encounters with our senses. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I even pray for those, Lord, that have been stagnant with their senses, that have been locked in to just one sense. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray for those, Lord, you have been speaking to and through another sense, but Lord, they were still locked in. Father, we repent in the name of Jesus. We come as intercessors on their behalf. And Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you will begin to speak. You will begin to highlight to them. You will make that thing so plain that you will knock on the doors of their heart. Hallelujah. Knock on the doors of their heart. Lord, let them feel the nudge. Let them feel the conviction. Lord, let them feel the burning. Just as you said in Luke 24, that our hearts burned within us when we talked to him by the way. Father, I pray that you would activate it. And Lord, I decree that we will be stable with our senses. Hallelujah. I decree stability. Lord God, I rebuke every spirit. Lord God, of, of being weird, of being spooky in the name of Jesus. Lord, I decree that we will be stable. Hallelujah. Lord, so let the word go. Hallelujah, Lord, and release doctrine, release reproof, release yes. correction, correction, release an instruction in righteousness. Father, I pray for every area where we have been off course with our senses. Father, I pray for correction, Lord, to be released in the name of Jesus, to correct us and put us back on task, Lord, that we will not move in error through our senses. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I rebuke every spirit of carnality, Lord, that has had our senses still locked in that state for when we were in the world, perceiving things from that instinct in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we will discern by your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you will perfect our senses. You will thoroughly furnish our senses unto all good works. We thank you, oh God, for what you're doing. Hallelujah. We're coming alive with our senses. We're going to move with the Holy Spirit and with power. Hallelujah. We're going to move with the Holy Spirit and power. Lord, I thank 
thank you for the opportunities you're highlighting for us to step into our senses. Lord, I pray that when those moments happen, Lord, you will bring to our remembrance at that moment what we just were praying, what we were just talking about on this broadcast in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. So we just do prayer tag teams, yeah, by the way. When we talk on the phone, like we either one of us, like we can just randomly start praying. And so right. while you were praying, I felt that um a lot of us, we've really gotta, and I'm gonna pray this, we've gotta ask God to remove thoughts from our mind and our heart that mm. are not him. Because a lot of that yeah. stuff, like when your hands itch, somebody about to give you some money. Or yeah. when your ear is itching, somebody talking about you. Or if your nose yeah. is sweating, that means you mean. A lot of right. that stuff is founded in old wives' tales. And Paul Come told on. us to stay away from those, yeah. is what he said mm. when he wrote to Timothy. So, um, Father, right now, God, we just ask you to just remove any erroneous teaching. Any yes. false teaching, any teaching that is not of you, God. And yes. we just come out of agreement with it. Just show us those false teachings so that as you begin to move on our senses, God, we can recognize in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, something something that just jumped out to me. I want to go to the scripture for you all. And it's in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. Actually, I'll start for verse 10. It's talking about Jesus. And it says, mm -hmm. called of God, a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, mm -hmm. of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. So it talks about how it's hard for them to hear what he desires to say because they're dull of hearing. Now, he's not talking about their natural ears because he's yeah. talking about their spiritual ear. But check this. He says, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that Come one on. teach you again, which mm -hmm. be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. This is the key. Verse 13. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. I can't stress that enough that the key to us really moving strong in our spiritual senses, wow. right? Moving strong and moving accurately is the word of God, the word of God. See, if I had a nickel for every single person I meet that says they have discernment, I mean, it's one of the gifts of the spirit, discerning of spirits. We all supposed to have discernment. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Hebrews 5.14, their senses exercise to discern both good and evil. But he shows you in verse 11 that your stuff can become dull. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Your stuff can become dull. Your discernment. Look, these spiritual senses are connected to our discernment. Mm-hmm. That's what yep. they're connected to. They're connected to our discernment. And so how do you strengthen that thing? You strengthen that thing by the word of God. I'll give y'all a quick story. So Smith Wigglesworth, the only book he ever read was the Bible because he mm-hmm. didn't know how to read. And his wife taught him how to read, but she taught him how to read through the Bible. So yep. the Bible literally ended up becoming the only book he ever read. He never read any other book. You might say, well, what about the books that are written by him? They're actually not. It's people literally recorded or, or scribed him as he was preaching and ministering and then just went and put it in a book. The only book he ever read was the Bible. Now, why am I bringing that up? Because his discernment of spirits was insane. Crazy. As a matter of fact, <laughs> let me tell you what his discerning of spirits was. This story will sum it up. One time he was doing a healing thing, ministering for people, and People knew who he was. So a doctor took this guy who was on his deathbed in the hospital. He got the guy off his deathbed and brought him over to Smith Wigglesworth during a healing crusade. And so when he brings the guy over to Smith Wigglesworth, Smith Wigglesworth looks at the guy, punches the dude in the stomach. When he punches the dude in the stomach, the dude falls out. So when he falls out, the doctor was like, what did you just do? You just killed the man. And Smith Wigglesworth said, oh, he's healed in Jesus' name. And goes and moves to the next guy and starts praying for him. Leaves dude laid out on the ground. So the doctor is freaking out. Like, man, this dude is just, first of all, he didn't even do a long prayer. He just looked at the dude, punched him in the stomach, and, said, and kept him moving. <laughs> right. He, he didn't even, like, imagine y'all going up for prayer, and before you can even tell the person what you need prayer for, dude just, just still on you, just give you a gut shot, straight up, and just lay you out with a body <laughs> side. Sidebar, Sidebar, don't nobody on here do that okay right but i'll get into that i'll get into that right i'll get into that so right so dude is on the ground smith wigglesworth he keep going and healing cats right so check this out they say about 10 minutes later dude jumps up and just start running around the whole place right he totally healed they like he had cancer was messed up Dude is running around, full strip. Ah, I'm healed, I'm healed, jumping around. And so people would ask Smith Wigglesworth. You know, Smith Wigglesworth has done some wild stuff. Do y'all know Smith Wigglesworth, one time, somebody brought their baby to him to be healed. He grabbed <laughs> the baby and threw the baby against the wall. I'm bringing up these crazy stories, right? Because this is the thing. Because he was skilled in the word of righteousness, he was able to recognize the way that God was speaking through him. So when they asked him about why do you punch people, he says, because I see the devil. He says, I'm not punching the people, I'm punching the devil. Because his discernment of spirits had got to a place of where he could actually see the spirit and he will punch the spirit. Now, the fruit was there because everybody got healed from it. 
he knew because again, the word speaking to him one-on-one. -on -one. So that was the anointing of how he moved. The error comes if you sit there and say, well, guess what? Smith Wigglesworth was punching people in the stomach. Let me go and punch people in the stomach. No, the word Don't ain't tell you to do that. The word it. ain't tell you to do that. So then you're going to go and you're going to punch somebody in the stomach and, go to jail. and then you're going to get mad because not only are they not going to get healed, but they're going to end up and lay you out. You know what I'm saying? They're going to come back and then you're going to be talking about that's the devil. No, that ain't the devil. No, you you was on the devil. You sat there and tried to do something that God ain't called you to do. You was trying to walk in somebody else's anointed. Now, again, I don't want to limit Holy Ghost. Look, it's stuff that people going to do that we can't even imagine. Just wild stuff. See, this is why we got to be open because it says the natural man cannot understand the things of the spirit for they are foolishness unto him. We got to understand that spiritual things to our natural mind, they look absolutely insane. They look insane. They do to the natural mind. It's impossible for them to understand it. But when you have the stability of the word, when you're studying the word of God, the word will make you stable. So you can sit there if God might say, hey, you know what? Your anointing is to tear off a fingernail and throw it at the person. And when you do, they end up getting healed. Like, you know, and you're like, okay, this sounds absolutely insane, God, but you told me to do this. So I'm going to, like, think about this. Jesus went to somebody and spit in their eyes. Mm -hmm. Think about that. He spit in somebody's eyes. Let, let, let somebody come and minister to you on the altar and they spit in your eye. You ain't going to have time to get healed because you're going to straight I, manifest. Right. You know I what I'm saying? OCD. Like, that is not happening to me. Right. You know, yeah. you got some people that manifest if you just accidentally spit when you're praying for them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> let alone spit in their eyes. But why was Jesus like that? Again, it comes back to the word. It comes back. This is what makes us stable and what makes us sound. So the moment okay. that you put more trust in your in your quote unquote senses than putting your trust in the word that helps you exercise those senses. This is what makes us get off. And the moment that we get off, this is how Satan can come in and deceive you through your senses to where you're sitting there and you're like, well, this is the way God usually speaks to me, but you don't see mm -hmm. anything happening. You don't see any fruit. Mm -hmm. You feel like you constantly in depression, all mm -hmm. of this other stuff going on. Like you got to, no, 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 no. You got to get in that word and allow that word to really sanctify those yeah. senses. Before you know it, you'll start doing wild stuff. Like, guess what? There's a godly form of astral projection. Philip mm -hmm. did it in the Bible. Explain what astral projection is to the people that don't know. Okay, so let me say this. First of all, y'all, astral projection is demonic. Astral projection is demonic. Okay? Mm -hmm. Astral projection is. And it's a lot of people, especially like New Age people, some witches, things like that, they leave their body and their mm -hmm. soul travels to another particular place. They leave their body and they, they, they travel to places, right? Astral projection is highly demonic, all right? If you enter that, it's demonic. You need to repent straight up. Mm -hmm. However, Satan is not a creator. It's mm -hmm. actually imitating mm -hmm. the godly form. Some people call it trans relocation. There's a guy named Ian Clayton who does a teaching on it. He and this other guy, Justin Abraham, they're like into trans relocation. There are people that I know personally. Um, some of you all, it's probably happened on this broadcast. There's some of you all right now, you have been praying. And when you were praying, 
God took you somewhere in your prayer. You went to another country. You went to another state. You went to another city. I know people that are like sound, like people of God that I, I strongly trust. That told me like, man, I was like in prayer. Next thing I know, God had me in China somewhere. This stuff is real. And again, remember, if it was done in the Bible, we can do it. We can't be scared to talk about it just because the enemy yeah. has taken it and copied it. And now when we hear about it, it has so much negativity attached to it. Yeah. Can't just stop doing that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she's right. So like these, these spiritual things, like I said, Philip, one second, he was in one place. Next second, he looked up, bam, he did translated. He was in Ethiopia. Somebody ended up getting saved because God took him there by his spirit. And this is what I'm saying. Like we have to open our minds to not just the person of the Holy Spirit, but open our minds to the reality of, man, you can take me to a whole nother realm. Like yeah. you can literally teleport me somewhere. You can do stuff that I can't even begin to conceptualize mm -hmm. because your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's other realities and things that I, I just don't, I just don't understand. We're, we're just limited to earth. And so mm -hmm. I just want to let y'all know, like, you know, because you have the person of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, it says the spirit searches out the deep things of God. And so those deep things of God that are buried on the inside of his heart concerning our spiritual senses, God wants to use those things. He wants to activate those things, even in a place of prayer. You know, when you're praying, start to really embrace. Like I'll give you a, a practical tool that can help you go like that. So for instance, when you're in prayer and something gets highlighted to you in prayer, a picture, it may be a picture, it may be a thought, what I call an impression, it may be a scripture, a great way to step out into this is don't start talking about it, begin to pray into it, begin to pray into that thing. And as you pray into that thing through faith, they're like, this is God showing it to me. So he's showing me this particular thing because it's something to it, but I trust that as I keep on knocking, the door will be open. See, when you're yeah. pressing into it and not really knowing what you're doing, you're really knocking. And the Bible says, when you knock, it shall be open. So I encourage you all, like in prayer, you're going to begin to see your senses heighten. Another thing you can do to really heighten your spiritual senses is to spend time praying in tongues. Seriously, mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, if you take time out your day to say, you know what, I'm just going to sit down and just flow in tongues. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take this little 15 minutes, this 20 minutes or whatever. No English, no nothing. Some of you all might go longer and I'm a flowing tongues. I'm telling you all what I'm telling you, not from head knowledge. I'm telling you, your spiritual senses will begin to go to an entirely different level. And I want to say this last thing because y'all didn't stir me up with this stuff right now. Talk about this, right? I remember one time I started seeing, I can't remember if it was scriptures about listening or whatever. And so what I did was I didn't really know how to work on my listening. So mm -hmm. what I did was I said, all I can do is what I can control. So in the natural, I'm going to really focus on trying to be a better listener. There were times where it was an open door for me to say something and I would purposely not say nothing because I'm really trying to work on my listing. And I'm going to tell y'all something. The moment I started doing that, the word of knowledge in my dreams 
went off the chain. I'm telling you, I started having word of knowledge dreams back to back to back to back. As a matter of fact, it was during that period. That's how I met Dante. Dante, you were in one of those word of knowledge dreams I had. I remember. I was having a slew of them, but they all started because that's what I started doing during that time. Yeah, I was doing that. God was like, you focusing now on listening. So now you can hear more. So now, remember, to the one who hears, more shall be given unto them. That's yeah. to see the kingdom. God never goes against his word. He never goes against his principles. Amen? Amen. Okay. One thing I wanted to say, like, the word of God has protected me from so much stuff. So, like, when I first encountered the Lord, how I got saved was totally supernatural. But I mm. always heard God call to me and beckon me in dreams, like when I was a kid. I would always hear God talking, you need to get saved. I don't even know what saved is. I hear this and I'm hearing angels like telling me, you need to get saved from like early on. I'm talking about early, early, early. Mm. So when I got saved, like all of that was supernatural and I'm smoking my cigarettes and I'm like, I had an encounter with Jesus. I'm talking to all my LGBTQ I a friends. I'm telling I didn't have an encounter with Jesus, y'all. Like I met him and like I yes, I'm smoking these cigarettes, but I have this peace on me that's just super crazy. But when I first encountered him and he really, really began to grip me, I would read the Bible just all the time. I wouldn't read any other books. I didn't want to read any other books. I just read the Bible and just consumed the word. Mm -hmm. And God would speak to me very strongly there. But that word and even reading now has like been what you said. It has stabilized me and has kept me from danger. Case yeah. in point, when people tell me things, that word comes up on the inside so fast and I don't even have to tell them, but it just comes up and gotta be like, uh-uh. Like I was talking to this woman one day and as I'm talking to her, I, I felt the Lord grip my whole spirit and he was like don't say too much mm -hmm. and the scripture that he pointed me to was david and saul mm -hmm. he was like no that's like a saul right there like <laughs> she will attack you like don't you say too much and i was just like oh, okay and i just kind of went on about my business but here's another scenario i struggled for a long time with one of my children i'm not going to go into what we've kind of dealt with yeah but i struggled for a long time with it and i remember like talking to someone one day and I was like, I'm not eating no more food until the Lord moves for me on this. I was like, I'm not eating. I'm, I'm walking around. <laughs> head hurt. <laughs> like, girl, eat. And the person told me, you know, I had two people, as a matter of fact, kind of basically tell me I was paying for my own sins with my children. One person kind of implied that but didn't say it directly. But another person said to me, you know, well, so you what? did this and no no they said th the lord is saying that oh, and you know okay. what i told them before i knew it the word on the inside stood up and was like you are a liar yes come like, on and i told them this i was like because jeremiah 31 tells me <laughs> that the children's teeth won't be set on edge because of the sour grapes they parents ate that is jeremiah 31 and 29 it says in the first of all 
God is talking about the new covenant that he's establishing with man, mm -hmm. all of mankind. So he's talking about, I'm bringing you Jesus. So because I'm a believer and I'm in Jesus Christ, that means that all of that crap that I did, my kids don't have to pay for it. He said here, in those days, people will no longer say, the parents have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. That basically means your kids don't have to pay for what you've done mm -hmm. when you're in Jesus Christ. I told them, Philip, it stood up on me so quickly. I was like, you are a liar because this is what Come on. said. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So the word does, it guards us. So with everything that Philip is teaching here, he's really, really pouring out. <laughs> I was going to say something else on behave night. He's really, really pouring out. So like just undergird everything with the word. This means that we really should be reading the word daily. And when yes. people come to you with something crazy, like Holy Spirit is going to stand up on you and be like, uh-uh. Even if you don't know yeah. the word, there have been scriptures that I've heard and I didn't even know the word that God right. has brought in my mind. And then I went and searched it out and it's been God's way of protecting me. And God will even do that when it comes to things that we sense, because the devil wants to talk to us more than we think. I've had a situation where I have heard demonic voices speaking to me about someone and it's been accurate. Mm -hmm. This person offended mm -hmm. me, Philip. They offended me. And when, when I thought about them, I heard demonic voices revealing that this person had a miscarriage and to mm. mock and to laugh at them. And I rebuked the voice. You hear me? Mm. I rebuked the voice and I begin to pray blessings over that person's womb. So I'm saying mm. that to make a point that the devil does talk to us and the devil yeah. will try to get in your senses even when you have the Holy Spirit. And the thing that protects you is the word of God. I believe yeah. in the Lord and I'm hearing this demonic prophecy. It's accurate. It's yeah. accurate. What you just brought up, and it makes me think about, so Erica posted a great question. She talked about meditation, the connection with meditation and our spiritual senses. And so I wanted to tell everybody, meditating on the word of God will definitely help your senses. As a matter of fact, Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, there's the word of God, quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And then what does it say? It pierces to the dividing of soul and spirit, to the joints and the marrow, and it's a discerner of the Come thoughts on. and the intents of the heart. So the word of God, when we meditate on the word, it pierces through all of those particular senses that we have. And it begins to go into those senses and it begins to sort out what things are established on the truth and what things are lies? What are the things that are being built on Jesus that are inside of the thoughts and inside of the intentions and inside of the discernment and what things are off? And the things that are off, it begins to cut away and Come begins on. to uproot Come that on. particular thing out of the senses, out of the thoughts. And so meditating on the word is a great way for our senses to become stabilized. Because remember John chapter 17, verse 17, it says, sanctify me with your truth. Your word is truth. All right. So the word of God, when we take that thing in into our heart, it begins to sanctify. Sanctify means to set apart. It means to set set apart all of those things that God wants for him and yeah. then begins to cut away all of that stuff that's not his. So when we're discerning some of us, check this out. We can discern from a place of rejection. 
Like if you've been rejected and it's suffered rejection, uh, you know, I always encourage people to really study that subject because it's really tripped out. Because a lot of times, some things that we've trusted to get us through, we were actually discerning through the lens of rejection. And so as a result, some of the ways that we perceive certain things, even though it worked for us in the overall scheme of things is really off. And so we want to let the word of God come and just come into our heart. There's another scripture with James. I think it's chapter one, verse 21, where it says you receive the engrafted word. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You receive the engrafted word with meekness. Let me tell y'all something right now. The way I'm spouting off these verses and things like that to you all. When I first got said, I wouldn't have been able to do that because I used to ask God, God, restore my brain cells because I yes. burned a whole bunch of them away. Like, you know what I'm saying? I burned away a whole bunch of my brain cells on the real. And so I'd be like, look, Lord, you know, you over here growing people arms and limbs and, you know, you doing all this stuff with them. Look, can you just restore ex-weed smokers brain cells? Can you do that for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, on the real. And the word, you know, I meditate on the word. And I've, I've experienced the change, you know what I'm saying, of the word, like in my brain, in my mind, you know, with my thinking, the way that I process things, the way, the way that I sit there and I react to certain things is totally different, totally different from how I would react it from certain things before. Why? Because I'm perceiving things more. And it's not to say that I don't make mistakes. I still do, but I'm maturing. I'm so much more mature now because the word of God is in me. So I can look at things and not get out of my skin about certain things that I might've got out of my skin a little while ago. Why? Because I'm just some great person and I've done all these self-help things. No, not at all. It's because I meditated on the word and God said that I would be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth my fruit in my season. My leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever I do it shall prosper. This is what he says what happens. You know what I'm saying? In Psalms chapter one, my mind should be stable. My mind should be whole. But again, it gets inside of your senses too. We want to be dripping with that oil. You know what I'm saying? We want to we want to be the anointed Cardi B's up in the building. You know what I'm saying? We want to be straight dripping. You know what I'm saying? We want we want that oil all on our senses. You know what I'm saying? I want my senses looking like this. Like when the enemy see my senses, I want to see my senses stayed up. You know what I'm saying? Flossy, like I'm dripping. You know what I'm saying? We dripping. Stay oil coming off them boys. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness. Come on, drip. Dripping. Come on. We need to be dripping out here. We can't be dry. (laughs) Cardi B can't be the only one dripping. We 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 gotta be dripping out here. Got that oil. What that oil at? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I got one quick quick question that um that Shiva Thomas asked. Says, what do you do when you struggle to believe the signs that he sends you? So the signs God sends? Yeah, the signs that God sends you. Okay, so it goes back to what we talked about before. You said you struggle to believe it. First of all, I'm going to give you two things. One, you want to pray and ask God to give you the courage or the strength to step forward and do that thing. Actually, I'm going to give you three things. Two, something else you can do is Romans chapter 5, verse 5. And please hear me clearly when I say this. 
Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says the love of God is spread abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. One of the things the Holy Spirit is responsible for is spreading the love of God in our hearts. So it's responsible for causing the love of God to grow in our hearts. Why is that important? Because Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus yeah. got overwhelmed with fear and had a panic attack to where he was sweating drops of blood. What helped him overcome that to still do what he was going to do, even though he still felt fear and panic? It was the love he had for his father yes. that yeah. overcame the fear. And Absolutely. so it's like with you, you know what I mean? We, and me and everybody else, we have to overcome our fear it can only be overcome by the love. Perfect love casteth out fear. God, I'm scared. I'm scared to do this particular thing. But I love you so much that that's the only reason that I'm going to step out and do this is because of my love for you. My love is going to win right now. And another thing is, too, you may struggle with it and it's okay. But I encourage you to just try it one time. Just step out and try it one time. Father, I Yeah. And by the way, to the person who's asking who is Cardi B, don't I'm not trying to introduce you to Cardi B, okay? She's not it's not it's not no gospel music, all right? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like Cardi B. She like real popular right now. You know, a popular rap artist. I know it's children watching. So she used to be a dancer, quote unquote. You know, she in the music industry and she had a song, you know what I'm saying, came through dripping. You know what I'm saying? Came through dripping. You know what I'm saying? Came now I don't listen to that stuff, but I go to Hood Barbershop. Look, just be careful if you Google any of her videos. So I just want to yeah. recap really quickly what you just said. So your response, Philip, to those that struggle with doing what God says or when he gives us confirmation on something, we're still having a hard time with it. One, yeah. ask God for courage and strength to do what he asks you. Right. Or what he's what he's saying. Number two. Pray that God grows his love in your heart in accordance to Romans 5 and 5 because love right. increases our obedience. And number three, it's very simple. Just try. This was good. So let me just share this and shout out a few people. And if I missed you, I apologize. It wasn't intentional or anything. So Faith Your Way says, I feel God sends people to me. I'm a nail tech and half the people I meet aren't by chance. So she feels like God sends people to talk to her. Faces by Summer from Instagram says, mostly in my dreams. Okay. Tanetta said, movies, nature, visions, and speaking. And then you have other people saying he's heard his voice in his heart. They hear or see or know things out the blue. But what struck me as cool was like strong song lyrics. And one last thing that I want to share. And Philip, I told you I was going to share this story with you because you tried to play me one day. <laughs> you did oh you did okay so we talked about like creative expressions before and i asked philip i was like sketch something for me and he's like i ain't doing that and i'm like philip you can sketch something it doesn't even take all of that and i'm like i know this amazing story about this person that sketched a stick figure and God really used this stick figure to speak to people. So Teresa Dedman has this book called Born to Create. And in the book, she just talks about the different ways that God speaks through creative expressions. She takes balloon crowns 
and goes out and crowns people on the street with balloon crowns. Really cool, right? So in this book, it says, my friend Christina Wagner, who proudly has a degree in stick figures, has a story <laughs> about how she used her art in a treasure hunt. She drew a guitar with these words written underneath it. Jesus wants to play the strings of your heart. So the premise before this, Teresa Deadman is talking about something called treasure hunting, which is in a book her husband wrote. And that's- Yes, I love God, treasure hunting. Well, you want to explain treasure hunting real quick and then I go to the story? I love to, no, you go ahead, you can explain it. I love treasure hunting. <laughs> so treasure hunting is basically where you just ask God to give you pictures for people that you'll encounter. And you just write the stuff down and God gives you like a treasure map and you go out and you find these people that you're gonna give these words to or pray for or whatever, either by yourself or with others. Okay, so the name of the book I'm reading, it's called Born to Create by Teresa Deadman. But the name of that book that talks about treasure hunting is The Ultimate Treasure Hunt by Kevin Deadman, her husband. So in this book, she's talking about how this woman drew a stick figure with the words written underneath it. Jesus wants to play the strings of your heart. Mm -hmm. She planned to give it to someone she would meet on the treasure hunt. Her group then went to the gas station to fill up before heading out. At the gas station, they looked at their clues and began to ask if there was a man named Mike there. A man overheard them and said, that was close enough. His name was Rick. They began to pray for his friend Tom, who had cancer because both of these clues were on their list. As they were praying, Christina noticed that Rick was wearing shorts, though it was extremely cold outside. She also noticed he had a large tattoo of a guitar on his leg. Now you guys, she drew a stick figure with a guitar and these words written under it, Jesus wants to play the strings of your heart. So she grabbed her picture, showed it to him, asking if this meant anything to him. With tears in his eyes, he explained that his brother had died in a car accident and that the only item they were able to salvage from the wreck was his brother's guitar wow. with his own blood on it. As both cars pulled out to leave, Rick jumped out of his car and stopped them from leaving. He said that just moments before pulling into the gas station, he had been thinking about Jesus in Gethsemane in connection with his brother's death. So before they even got to the gas station, mm. God was already priming the pump. Wow. God was already priming the pump of his heart to get his senses ready for this encounter he was about to have. All off of a stick figure. Fill up, fill up a stick figure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, y'all, I'm being petty. It happens sometimes. <laughs> he couldn't believe how accurate this guitar picture had revealed what he was thinking. He just had to go back to let Christina know. Jesus really did play the strings of his heart, which led to a significant time of prayer over his life. Wow. Don't be limited to how God is going to connect with you and how he's going to use you and how he's going to speak to and through your senses. There have been times where I have written prophetically, had no inkling of what was about to happen and God has allowed me to write prophetically and even paint pictures mm. prophetically that have really special meaning. So just don't limit what God is gonna do. Don't go around hitting people, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or spitting on people. Or throwing, babies, or throwing babies against the wall. Don't do it, don't do it. please don't do it. 
you better make sure you heard from the Lord. And the way right. that the way that the Lord <laughs> sanctifies us is through His Word. His Word. Yes. And His Word stabilizes us. So we are yes. going to leave this broadcast doing these things. We've already prayed that God would sanctify our senses, that God would open up our senses. We've already prayed to come out of agreement with things that are not of the Father. We've already asked God to remind us of those things that are not of him so that we don't do them anymore, right? right. So at this point, we are just waiting on the Lord to come in and just show us. We're going to use the word to gird us up, to stabilize us, mm -hmm. to help mature these things. And we're going to go on from there. All right. All right. Sound great? Sounds great. Go ahead and shout out your handles again, your cash app, all of that stuff. And we're out of here. <laughs> I'm going to shout out my handles. Shout out to my Facebook page. Philip L. Watson. Philip with what ill. Shout out to my IG. At Philip L. Watson. Philip with what ill. Shout out to my cash app. Double shout out to my cash app. <laughs> cash app. Dollar sign. Philip L. Watson. Philip with what ill. Philip L. Watson. Shout out to my email. If you want to PayPal. K-A-Z-B-L-A-K-1 at gmail.com. But also, shout out to my YouTube page, which yeah. is about to be on and popping starting Monday because I'm doing the rhyming scriptures ain't corny Come going on. in. So shout out to that. That's at Philip Watson. So stay tuned for that. I've got a book I'm about to drop. And I also have a live recording of an album coming out. Like when I tell you around the corner, I'm talking about like in August, definitely. Yes. You know Jesus what I'm saying? Jesus lover. So love you Come all. On. Jesus lover. Hey, 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 hey. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Philip, we love you. And we just thank you so much for just coming on. And you guys know who we are. I'm Lola. I'm Dante. And you've been listening to the Smoky Prophet Podcast, a life advice brand that resources people spiritually, creatively, and socially. Thank you so much for tuning in. Philip, thanks for coming on with us. Dante, thank you for sitting here with his back. He's ready to lay down. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably step on his back. Let me tell you what I did one night, though. Dante asked me to step on his back from time to time. I'm a jokester. I'm a prankster for anybody that knows me in real life. He laid on the floor. I walked on his back and started jumping. Ah. Uh, <laughs> like that, literally. He was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> You made me drop my phone. Jesus. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, it was so funny. He was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> he loves me though we love each other and we love being clowns yeah, together <laughs> I am goofy but Philip thank you so much we love you and we got love something too. for you soon okay All right, big bro. Man, All right, for sure. so much. love y'all good night everybody good night y'all